Welcome to Ask the Beauty Advisor, a podcast that answers your health and beauty questions. Hosted by health and beauty advisor, Deanna Lynn. Hello, and thank you for tuning in today to Ask the Beauty Advisor. This is the podcast where we talk about all things health and beauty. And today's show is episode two on the topic of herbal remedies with our guest, Asim Shaw. Asim was here last week with us for part one of Herbal Remedies. He's the founder of FH Herbal Glow, a company with over 200 years of herbal and traditional remedy knowledge. FH Herbal Glow is able to bring you the benefits of traditional foods and herbal mixes that have been prescribed for users for over the centuries to help them with their health problems, problems ranging from skin issues to back pain. Their goal is to be the number one choice for natural herbal and food supplements. Today, Asim is going to be sharing some tips with us on how to treat some common health issues with herbs. Now, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into today's episode because we have a lot to talk about, but I do want to let you know that at the end of the program, if you're suffering from hair loss, dermatitis, eczema, or psoriasis, if you are suffering from any of these conditions, Asim would like to help you out. He's willing to send you free a 30-day supply of his company's herbal supplement. At the end of today's program, we will let you know how you can receive your free herbal supplements. But it is a limited offer, and it's only available to those of you living in the U.S. I'm sorry, but for right now, it's only available to the U.S. All right, with all of that being said, let's go ahead and tune into my interview with Asim Shaw. Hello, Asim, and thank you for joining us today from across the pond. We're excited to have you here. I can't wait to hear what you have to say today. Um, how are you doing? It's fine. Very well. Thank you, Deanna, and thank you for having me on the podcast once again. And looking forward to sharing some stuff with your listeners. Okay, on today's show, I want to dive a little deeper into herbal extracts and herbal remedies, and especially on how you make them. I know you've got some herbal remedies that you're going to share with us later on in the show. But last week, you briefly told us how you can take a powdered herb and mix it with alcohol and make it into either a tincture or an extract. And that was drinking alcohol, am I correct? That's correct. It is drinking alcohol. You can either use uh, strong vodka or any other drinking alcohol of your choice. Now, on last week's episode, you mentioned mixing a powdered herb to make a tincture. What about making a tincture from a raw herb? I know tinctures are a lot of times made from raw herbs soaked in alcohol. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that for us? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess the, the whole point of making an extract or a tincture in the first place is to extract uh, the benefits from the plant to the most concentrated version you can get. Therefore, um, having a fresh plant or herb uh, going through that process, you will still have the natural water that is within that herb, the moisture going into the tincture form, which will then probably add another stage onto the extraction process where you'll have to dehydrate it, get rid of the water again to bring it back to the concentration you'll get if you use the dry herb in the first place. So 
I, I guess if you look at the the process, it's probably more efficient if you have a dry herb because you've already had the water taken from it. Uh, so when you go through the tincture or the extraction process, um, you you can miss that stage out. Now, I know you're not a big fan of soaking your herbs in alcohol to make your tinctures and extracts, but what are some of the alternatives that could be used? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not totally against it. I guess there, it's just a means of a way of getting herbs into your system. I mean, an extract or tincture does really help with absorbing the, the herb quicker, should we say, uh, as opposed to taking a whole herb. Um, but again, that could be... Um, questions if you take a herb in a powder form that is still a very quick way of getting it into your your system um i, I guess the benefit of having it in the, ex, uh, the extract or tincture i guess and and this i'll hold my hands up to and uh, beside the tincture is basically it, it prolongs the life the shelf life so it just in essence means that the herb can be kept for in the extract form for up to about two years so some herbs you can't do that with in the fresh form or in the in the dried form, of course. Um, yeah. So uh, going back to your question, sorry, Diana, regarding what other solvents we can use, um, there are traditionally other other solvents such as oils, and I think many people may have come across this in the local pizza chains where they have oils preserving chili flakes. Um, you have uh, olive oil, sunflower oils, or almond oil, and when you go to the east, you do get uh, most commonly, which is the mustard oils, um, which are really revered over there. Um, another way to, should we say, preserve is uh, vinegar and, of course, the alcohol we spoke about earlier. Um, vinegar is also another solvent used in, in the kind of formation of extracts or tinctures. And finally, we also have honey, but honey is more of a preservative with an infusion of the, of the herb that you're going to use or the plant. In, for example, you could have a vanilla-infused uh, honey uh, by using the vanilla seeds in the honey itself, uh, preserving it for some time, keeping it for some time, and then that infuses into the honey, giving you a, a slight hint or a taste of vanilla within the honey itself. By soaking the herb in honey, would you get any of the medicinal properties, or is it mostly just to flavor the honey? I, th I think it's more to do with the flavoring of the honey. I, I, it will preserve the vanilla, of course, um, and you will get the benefits. There are benefits to every plant and mineral out there, and it's really about understanding what that particular herbal plant will do for you. Um, yes, it will preserve it, and yes, it will add to the taste. I mean, I would recommend using a mild-tasted honey or tasting honey uh, so that you can get the benefits of the vanilla flavor in there because uh, vanilla is quite expensive, of course. Um, but... Yeah, I, I, uh, of course, you will get an infusion of the benefits of the vanilla and the other plants that you put in the honey going across the whole of the, the content of that honey of the consistency of that. Yes, I've seen eucalyptus-infused honey, which is really quite delightful. But getting back to what you said before about vinegar, it is apple cider vinegar that you'd be infusing the herb in. Am I correct? Uh, yep, apple cider vinegar. There's a really famous brand out on the market which one can use. Um, so, yeah, I mean, apple cider vinegar is probably the best one to use. Now, there is something else you could also use. You could use glycerin. You could soak your herbs in glycerin and use that as a solvent also. Yep, that's an option. It's a plant-based option. Um, yeah, it's, it's another way of extracting uh, using glycerin. 
Let's talk a little bit about powdered herbs. What is a powdered herb? Is that an herb that's been dried and then broken down into powder form? That's exactly what it is. Um, the herb um, is dried, whether it be by natural means, uh, dried in the sun or in an oven. Uh, that basically means that the it's dehydrated, the water moisture is taken out of the product and therefore prolonging the life of the product or the herb and mineral. And then it is just ground down to a powder form. Okay, so now herbal teas. Are there really any benefits in drinking herbal teas? Yeah, I, I think there's a, a number of reasons why a tea could be beneficial. I mean, I personally drink herbal teas also. Uh, not only do I like the taste of them, but I see the medicinal benefits of herbal teas. There are easier ways of getting the the same benefits in a shorter kind of uh, period. But one thing I like personally about herbal teas, you can enjoy a lovely warm drink, get the benefits of the herbs, and have that benefit maybe three or four times a day, and enjoy the taste of the uh, and the aroma of the the herb. I mean. My favorite, I just had one, in fact, which is the ginger and lemon. Uh, I really like ginger, and ginger has so many benefits. It warms you up in the winter. It helps fight off bacteria. It helps with inflammation. There's so many benefits around that. Alternatively, I could have a spoon of ginger, and it'd probably give me the same benefits, but would it be as enjoyable? I'll leave that to everyone listening to kind of figure out. <laughs> but the tea is an amazing option and amazing way of taking in the herbal benefits from herbs and the minerals uh, without really having to go down and, and take the, the powder form. Oh, yeah. Tea is absolutely more pleasurable than eating a raw herb. I am a big fan of ginger tea also. I love ginger tea. It's like one of my favorite teas. Now, when it comes to making our own herbal remedies or taking herbs on our own, how safe is it? Are there any precautions that we should be aware of? Sure. I, I think um, the, the key here is just have, it's about knowledge. Um, and nowadays, we're lucky enough in this day and age to have something called Google. Um, so I definitely recommend anyone and everyone who is looking to develop their own remedies to look at Google and find out what, what each and every specific herb does. Um, that's easy kind of search up on Google. So really look at what the um, kind of benefits you are looking for. Why are you looking for a herb? What is it that you want to better within yourself in terms of the health benefits? And then maybe research other teas that are already on the market or other herb supplements that are already on the market and isolate each and every herb. Um, are they dangerous? It varies, uh, I, I guess. Um, it, it's, I wouldn't put a massive warning sign there. I, I think it's more about being mindful of your own allergies and sensitivities to plants. Uh, like there are people out there who are allergic to ginger, um, for instance. So th therefore, I'd recommend that that person or those individuals would be a bit more mindful about maybe not taking ginger, but looking at an alternative to ginger. So researching uh, what the alternatives um, herbs and minerals that can be used in place of the the allergens um, that may cause them distress. Um, again, something that you may not be able to find on Google is really about the activation and deactivation of herbs. Um, mixing some, one herb with another may just uh, diminish the benefits of both herbs. So maybe start off by isolating your herbs. 
find out which herb uh, does what. Try that herb for about two, three weeks. Uh, and if you start developing some side effects or you're not quite sure why you're getting a skin rash or you're just warming up, stop using it. Uh, go back to the internet, research the symptoms of that particular product and why they're taking place. A lot of people take herbal tea, for instance, um, having just drunk a, a green tea, for, for instance, would uh, experience, could experience or may experience heart palpitations. A lot of people will probably think, wow, that's an allergic reaction. Stop what you're doing. Never touch it again. But if you go on the internet and search heart palpitations, that is actually part of a detox symptom. Uh, it basically means your body is starting to detox, which is a very good sign. So again, it's about familiarizing yourself with what symptoms are out there for detoxing, what the symptoms are in terms of allergies, so you can be more wary and mindful of, of taking herbs. Um, and also, I guess the key with anything, foods, herbs, anything, is really about proportionality. Um, a herb could be good for you, but if you take in too much of that particular herb or mineral, it could also provide negative effects. Uh, and a quick example of that could be uh, black salt, which is a volcanic rock salt. I mean, in very small proportions, it can actually help with hypertension, which is blood pressure. However, if you take a large dosage of it, because it still contains salt inside, the, although it is more impurities, the salt content could overwhelm you and, and cause blood pressure to increase. So it's just really about educating yourself. Get out there. Find out a bit more about what these herbs do. Put a little bit more interest in what you're putting in your body and really understand what the benefits could be and the potential could be of these herbs. I guess one of the advantages of buying herbal supplements, manufactured herbal supplements, is that the, all the herbs would be synergistically blended. But today, as promised, you have some single herbs or individual herbs that can help with some of the most common health issues. So why don't we just go ahead and dive into that right now? Let's start with an herb that you might recommend for, let's say, treating a dry cough, because that's something that seems to be going around a lot right now. Sure. It's actually funny you ask that because I'm actually suffering from one myself. And believe it or not, I'm actually talking to you with something called licorice root in my mouth. That's probably why I sound a bit funny today. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Actually, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, because it's actually taking the, the cough symptoms. I have not coughed once since I've been on the phone to you, as you probably hear. Uh, it's a very, very effective way of getting rid of a dry cough. Um, I actually just started chewing about two minutes before I came on the call to you. and the, the product, or should we say the herb I'm talking about, is called licorice root. I'm not talking about licorice, the black form, or the, the kind of soft licorice you can buy in the sweets, confectionery departments. This is the pure root of herb. Now, they're quite thick and they're very tough, um, so I'd recommend, as I did, you get the root, crush it slightly, break it, so it looks almost like a tree bark uh, or a twig, and you put a little bit of it in your in between your teeth and just grind it down slightly and keep it mouth closed, allowing the juices to flow. And you, you'll actually taste the licorice, the original licorice, um, uh, shall we say, taste. And after a couple of minutes, in fact, you'll start noticing that in your cough has just disappeared. It's a really good way of getting rid of a cough. Mmm, licorice root. Sounds like it would taste good. Does it actually have the flavor of licorice? Yeah, I, I guess, I mean, licorice is, 
slightly different because you have so many other things in licorice which you buy from a confectionery department, which is basically you have like the sugars and the ammonium chloride in there, and you have other other stuff that's thrown in there to help the taste and also bee wax to help with the shininess and the color of it. So there's lots of things that molasses, for instance, that are thrown into that. But this is the pure form of licorice. Um, so really taking it back to the basics. I mean, I won't say it's the most pleasant taste in the world, but <laughs> to get rid of a cough, <laughs> to get rid of a cough, um, I always carry around with me. So there you go. So what is the actual color of licorice root? I mean, when you think of licorice, you think of black or dark green. What is the color and texture of um, licorice root? That, that's right. I mean, um, the licorice root actually looks like a tree twig. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, yellowishy inside, but with a tree bark on the outside, it's round. So I guess it would be kind of like chewing or sucking on tree bark. <laughs> All right. All right, so let's move along because I know you have a couple more for us and I don't want to run out of time. So now let's see, you have treating a toothache. That could have been something really helpful for me in the past. There was a time when I had a toothache and it was on the weekend and I had to suffer all weekend with a toothache until Monday when I could get into the dentist. So what do you have for us that might kind of quickly relieve some of the pain of a toothache? Yeah, sure. I mean, the toothache one, I've actually uh, sampled myself and trialed and tested myself because I remember probably about seven years ago, I had the worst toothache you could imagine. Uh, there was nothing that I could, I could think of that could have remedied it. And then uh, it was actually my mother who said, why don't you try clove? And you need the whole clove. You put the maybe one or two of them in between your teeth where the, t- the tooth is hurting and just bite into it. You don't need to chew or anything. And then the oil is released from the clove, which then almost kind of numbs the area. And it's a very quick, although it's short-lived, but quick uh, remedy to getting rid of toothaches. Yes, right. Cloves have a numbing effect. I didn't even think about that. If you can't get a hold of the clove, there is another way. Just buy some clove oil uh, and then just put it on a little bit of cotton bud uh, or cotton ball and just put it between the teeth or against your gum where the pain is. Um, and that, that also helps. All right, good one. So now what do you have for us that might help relieve a stomach ache? Right, this, this will work really well. I mean, within half an hour, you'll notice a difference. Well, in fact, even 15 to 20 minutes. It's actually called Adwan in the West. But in America, I think it would be more commonly known as Bishop's Weed. Bishop's Weed? That's correct. Bishop's okay. Weed. Get a... Um, some bishop's weed, maybe take a tablespoon of that and then a little bit of salt, probably a quarter of a, a teaspoon of salt. Um, just put that in your hand and throw it back and take it down with a glass of water. It is unbelievably quick. It's something that my mother used to give to us when we were children with stomach aches. As soon as you get a stomach ache, you take that. I mean, I, I still use that today. I have never honestly heard of bishop's weed. Can you tell us what it looks like? Uh, Bishop's weed is just a seed. It's, it's uh, a form of a seed, uh, also known as adwan, and it comes as a solid little um, seed, basically. It's, it's almost like um, you would... It almost, almost looks like fennel. If okay. So, uh, and then just a little bit of salt on top. I mean, I would recommend black volcanic salt, something we also use in herbal grow, but... White salt is fine. I mean, not too much of it. 
Yeah, just a tiny bit of the salt. Um, and speaking of salt, do you have anything that you would recommend for someone maybe suffering from high blood pressure? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure many of many of the listeners probably know this, but um, our, our vampire friends won't appreciate me saying this. But garlic, um, you may have heard that va- va- you may have heard that vampires don't like garlic. It's not the smell of garlic that actually puts the vampire off. Uh, according to legend, it's actually the thinning of the blood. Vampires like thick, juicy blood. With garlic, what it does is it thins your blood, which allows it to flow easier through your arteries and therefore helping to lower your blood pressure. Now, I know you'd probably recommend eating the garlic in your food, but could you also take garlic pills? Would they be effective? Uh, absolutely. If you don't like the taste of garlic and you, you want to, um, to get rid of the, the kind of taste in consuming it, then there are capsules you can buy or that you can buy that are garlic tablets. Uh, but like anything, I'm, I'm a hardcore kind of whole foods, uh, raw uh, kind of uh, school of thought. Um, so I would definitely recommend maybe preserving some of the, going back to a, a kind of preservative solvents, preserving some of the garlic in, a, in an oil and adding a little bit of rosemary on it or something just to change it slightly. It does help with the flavor. Um, and then just taking it whole. If you can have it fresh uh, out of the club, um, even better. The downside of eating your garlic raw is that people who eat a lot of garlic tend to smell like garlic. And although garlic smells good cooking, it really doesn't smell good on people. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. I mean, when you start taking garlic or if you overdo it on the garlic, I wouldn't recommend too much, maybe one one little clove a day um, but, or one segment a day, should we call it. And then um, if you do overdo it, your body will start sweating garlic. It'll come through your sweat mm-hmm. glands as well. Yeah. So that's, that's why, you know, what you're referring to, I believe. All right, so let's do one more because I think this is a good one. I think this is something that a lot of people suffer from is joint pain. So what do you got for us that can help with joint pain? Sure. I mean, like some of the remedies uh, that I mentioned earlier, I mean, apart from the the dry cough, the toothache, and the stomach ache, um, which are very immediate and instant kind of reliefs, I think the the blood pressure and also the joints um, is more of a long-term commitment. It's not something you will click of your finger will will remedy. It's, it's something that has to take a little while because it's all about taking away the inflammation for, from the joints, getting rid of things like arthritis. Um, I would recommend uh, something like ginger powder. Having ginger uh, powder or ginger in your diet, more so. Another thing is flax seeds, uh, if you're a vegan, uh, and ginger, of course. And then the other is fish oils if you're non-vegan or not vegetarian another way of getting omega-3 into the body omega-3 will help take away inflammation in the joints help with the joints itself and also in fact also helps with brain activity just as an adding point on that but ginger is also very good for getting rid of inflammation uh, and it helps with the joints specifically ginger was recommended to my mother who suffers from terrible chronic um, inflammation, back pain. She has arth- arthritis in her back, and she started drinking ginger tea. Now, I don't know how consistent she was with it. She's not really consistent with most things, but I don't think it really, I don't think the tea really helped her that much. Um, I think because the tea will only give you a certain amount of dosage from the ginger, because 
there's only a limited amount of right. extract that you get from the tea uh, solvent. I think the best way forward w- would be maybe buying some vegetarian capsules, fill it up with some ginger powder, and then just consume maybe two or three small zero-zero-sized capsules um, a day. Um, and then maybe after about three to four weeks, I think you'll start seeing the, the kind of effects of what that does. Um, and if, if not, at least you know whether that is or is not working for you. Do remember, everybody is different. Everybody will react differently to a herb. It all depends on the uh, food you are taking, the intake of toxins, also even stress. Uh, so there's so many things that will affect the, the um, benefits of a herbal remedy on yourself. Absolutely. Azam, thank you for all that great information. And before we close out the show, let's go ahead right now and tell the listeners about that free offer you have for them. Now, this is a limited time offer for any of the Ask the Beauty Advisor listeners that may be suffering from hair loss, eczema, psoriasis, or dermatitis. Asim, I'm going to let you tell the listeners a little bit more about this. Sure. Um, Just a quick point on the hair loss situation that you referred to earlier. I mean, there are uh, incidences in life where people will experience hair loss for various reasons. I think the most common one uh, is women who've just given birth. Uh, there is a stage, maybe a couple of months, where the, the mother would lose hair, and that is not unusual. That is all to do with hormonals, hormonal imbalance, and that's something that remedies itself naturally. Your body will detox. Your body will strive to balance the hormones naturally. For a time, I went through a lot of stress, and I had just lost my husband, I lost a business, and I noticed my hair was starting to like come out. It was starting to thin from all the stress I was under. I was worrying, and I was afraid that maybe I would end up having that kind of hair that you could look right through and see the scalp. It was just something I was really terrified of happening. I then immediately started searching for solutions, and... I found that while taking some supplements and doing a few other things, I was able to reestablish my hair. It went back to looking as full as it did when I was in my 30s. I never had, like, a lot of hair. So I do know how frightening hair loss can be to a woman. So that will happen. It's just part and parcel of life. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people... um misunderstand the body's uh, responses to certain circumstances or situations. I think we just need to hone in a bit more, understand why our bodies reacted to certain things. Why are we getting eczema? Why are we getting psoriasis? How comes our skin is showing signs of dermatitis? It's all factors surrounding us, which are the environment, the food, and stress-related issues that we're having uh, at the time, which can flare these situations up. Now, as far as dermatitis, eczema, psoriasis, and those kind of inflammatory skin problems, I have had lots of clients being a facialist come to me with problems such as that, and everybody tends to want to treat it topically. So what ends up happening when you treat these kind of inflammatory conditions topically, you're not really getting to the root of the problem. So temporarily, you may soothe the problem. But the condition lays dormant in the body and you will have constant flare-ups. Again, absolutely correct what you said. Um, It's all about dealing with these uh, issues from the inside out. It's gut-related. Nine out of ten diseases come from the stomach. So what I want to do is offer 
five of your listeners a hair herbal glow, herbal glow for hair, which will basically um, a month supply, which they'll be able to see uh, for people who are losing their hair, how fast and effective herbal glow can be in, in order to stop hair loss and also help hair grow. A lot of our customers have noticed hair growth doubling within the first month of taking herbal glow. Um, on the other side, I'd like to offer five people with eczema and psoriasis. If you've been suffering with eczema and psoriasis for a long time and you've tried everything under the sun and you just really want to get rid of it, please write in and just send a message into Deanna and let's see if we can help you with Herbal Glow because Herbal Glow has helped so many people. If you remember in the last podcast, I mentioned somebody who's been suffering from eczema for 14 years and within a month, a month and a half, it's all gone. That, that's the power of herbs and that's what we want to offer you. So what you're offering here is a 30-day free supply of Herbal Glow to any of the listeners who suffer from hair loss, dermatitis, eczema, psoriasis, or any of those inflammatory or irritating skin conditions. So you can try Herbal Glow free. All you have to do if you're interested in participating is email me, Deanna, at a beautyradionetwork.com. I will put that in the show notes, but this is a limited offer. It's for a limited time. Uh, we're in 2016. This offer will run till the end of August 2016. Now, after you use these herbal supplements for 30 days, we would really love to hear back from you. Yeah, absolutely. It would be lovely to hear back. I mean, ultimately, it's to help your listeners. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, we aim to help, and we uh, we totally understand the tr- trials and tribulations people go through, the emotional stress people go through with these issues, but we really want to help you. But in exchange, it would be really good to hear your feedback. Let the other listeners know exactly what you experienced and how it's helped you. Um, it's really trying to help others as well in a similar situation. Yes, it would be very kind of you if you could give us a testimonial or even come on the program and share your results. This could really possibly help somebody else who's suffering with a lot of the same issues. So if you are interested, go ahead and email me and I'll send you a little bit more information or you can visit um, or go to the website and find out a little bit more about the products. Where can people find your website, Asm? Yeah, sure. I mean, we have a really nice website on www.fherbals. That's F for Foxtrot, H-E-R-B-A-L-S dot com. And you can also find us on Twitter at Herbal Glow, that's H-E-R-B-A-L-G-L-O-1, that's number one. And also on Facebook at Herbal Glow. And we also on Instagram, and we have amazing information on there, really talking about the topics that we've been covering over the podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at fherbals on Instagram. As always, you can find all that information in the show notes. If you're not somewhere where you can see the show notes, you're not listening on iTunes, you can always go to the blog, askthebeautyadvisor.com. I will have all the links posted there. I will also post some before and after pictures. So you can always go to the blog. I will have everything there. Asm, thank you very much for being on today. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Thank you again for all your time and information. Thank you for the li- thank you to the listeners, and uh, thank you very much again, Diana. It's been a pleasure talking to you.
is a part of the Beauty Radio Network. If you have a podcast or need help in starting a podcast and would like to be a part of a free, supportive network, then learn more by contacting Deanna at beautyradionetwork.com.